1: Learn more at Marines.com Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls Preview Show. Well today I've been joined by Alex Everson. Hi Alex, how are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good, Paul. Thank you. How are you doing? Not too bad in that kind of um uh what does it call it? The crimbo limbo.
0: Yeah, it's the uh, <laughs> the week when no one knows what day it is or what date it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, although it's a bit weird this year, but there we go. So we have got Swansea City tomorrow, but just a quick look back at the game that we had against Luton Town. Really good to get back on track and get another three points on the board, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, especially after we you know, had two losses against uh, high-flying teams in Brentford and, and Norwich in the two games before. It was good to be able to get back and, and pull together a performance and a result which was uh probably needed in all honesty after those those two losses in the in the week beforehand um so yeah nice to nice to pick up the three points and see us still sitting in the top six
1: yeah and also paris again hinting that lucas jow might be back involved in some way and also omar riches if either of them were back it would be a boost wouldn't it even on the bench
0: I mean, either of them being back would definitely definitely help. The the defence at the minute is just completely obliterated by injuries all over the place, full backs, centre backs, um, both sides, they're just, you know, injuries everywhere. So to have Richards back would, would just give them more options and then Zhao coming back up front would just be, yeah, huge, obviously, as we've all seen over the last month or so. Not having him in the side is is such a struggle for us to be able to play the style of football that we want to play with him holding the ball up and bringing the attacking midfielders into play. So having him back would be fantastic. Um, obviously, believe it when I see it with those two coming back, it's uh, it's it's one of those things where you just have to wait, wait and wait and wait until they're actually fit and back up to match speed.
1: Yes, I think so. And also something that came out was afterwards, which wasn't surprising. We all kind of guessed that the club will be trying to get new contracts for Elise and Omar Richards, particularly the situation with Michael Elise, um his value is 8 million pounds supposed clause nobody can work out whether that's true or not i mean i can't really see him going in this window if unless we desperately need money which could be the case but how do you think that's going to pan out um i guess if it was down to the club i'd be surprised
0: if they were to let him go uh you know if they, if they have the choice between him, him staying and, and going, I'd be very surprised if they let him go, if it's a, if there's no clause in his contract. Um, I just can't, I can't see any, any club really being desperate enough to sign him in January, that they're going to come in and bid a huge amount of money for him. Um, after all, January is kind of that, that window when you're going in to, to buy players who are going to improve you there and then, and him being a, a younger player still, he's, Unlikely to go into many of the Premier League teams and be playing every week. So, are they going to want to splash out on him mid-season? I don't know. It seems unlikely. I think another six months of development at Reading would probably be more beneficial for him. But obviously, he's a professional footballer and he's going to want to, you know, he has ambitions and and wants to play at the highest level he can. So, it may be that, on a personal standpoint, he's looking to leave ASAP, and we'll we'll just have to wait and see whether that's. January or, or whether that's going to be later than that. Um, obviously, as Reading fans, they were all hoping that it's going to be later than January and he's not got that clause in his contract.
1: hundred um, percent want to keep him. There's absolutely no doubt on that. On the slightly positive side, though, is we've already got a kind of semi-replacement now back fit and in the team in John Swift. He's going to be a big plus, isn't he? Especially against a team like Swansea City. Yeah, he's definitely going to be a uh, key now
0: that he's back you can see him maybe slotting in against Swansea I I don't know if he's going to start but it it would be it would be surprising if we don't see him get some minutes again just to try and build his build his match fitness back up back up to being able to play 90 minutes and um, having him on the field is a big difference just in terms of being able to keep the ball in and around the in and around that attacking attacking third and Yeah, he's got the quality to be able to unlock defences. So when we're playing against someone like Swansea, who are just incredibly strong
1: defensively, having somebody like John Swift is going to be a massive, massive plus. Yeah, you touched on their defensive record. It's crazy. 12 goals they've conceded. We've conceded 27 as a comparison point. Uh, That is going to be a massive test, isn't it, against them? Even though they are in second, they're only three points ahead of us, it's still a big, big game for us. Yeah, I think
0: there's a definite quality gap between us and Swansea, and I think anybody would be – it would be very difficult to deny that. Um, Steve Cooper's got them playing you know, very good football. They've won four their last six, I think it is. They've only conceded two goals in their last six games, um, and it's it's going to be a very difficult game for us. We never really do that well at Swansea either. Um, Definitely one of our worst teams, in all honesty. I think uh, I was I was having a look and it I was having a look earlier today, and we haven't beaten Swansea since two thousand and eight. Is it two thousand? Yeah, two thousand eight. September
1: now, Alex. They haven't, yeah. they haven't beaten them in sixteen games,
0: uh, right, which it, is a yeah. crazy record, right? Like that yeah. um, we haven't haven't beaten them in that long, and even in that record, even in that time, we don't even pick up that many points in terms of draws against them. We lose so often against Swansea. Um, and it's going to be very difficult to see us turning that round at Swansea with what is a pretty injury hit squad against the team, which is just in red hot form.
1: Yeah, it does seem unlikely, doesn't it? Um, but you never know with the team. It's just about looking at it, how kind of... I looked at the match report from the QPR game when they played recently and they won 2-0. A lot of Swansea fans saying they were very unconvincing and they got through the game, but mainly because QPR had nothing up front, which is a worry with the situation with us at the moment, with the lack of strikers. So how do you think it's going to go, Alex, on Saturday? Saturday on tomorrow. I mean, as you said, I think Swansea,
0: although the winning are not necessarily convincing their fans, uh, however, I guess, wins are what matter at the end of the day. And the game could go one of two ways we could see us putting a performance like a Luton or like a, a Blackburn potentially earlier in the season where we, we we turn up and we actually play to our potential uh Luton I guess not so much but um some something like Blackburn away where we we, we go out and we take the game to to them I think that's unlikely though if Xiao isn't playing um I I, I think we're going to try and like you know, camping our own half and, and really settled to try and play counter attacking football against Swansea, uh, which I personally think was probably a mistake. We're we we're, we're not going to be able to stop Swansea for ninety minutes from getting a chance on on goal. And given the current, I guess, concerns around Raphael's form, uh, I, I don't, I wouldn't be that comfortable with us seeing to play counter attacking football. Um, we the other option or i guess the other kind of uh scenario is that we put in a performance like we did against brentford concede early on and and the game kind of drifts away from us and we we lose comfortably um i get i I think these these scenarios both sound quite like pessimistic but i'm i find it difficult to see how we're gonna get much out
1: of this this game in all honesty Yeah, no, I I think that's fair enough. And I think Raphael's situation is going to be an interesting one. I I don't think it'd be make a change for this game, but we are moving towards that. If he keeps on making these mistakes, that are really kind of costing us points and situation and making it more stressful for the team. I'm going to say a 2-1 win to Swansea City. Uh, Unfortunately, I can't see us getting anything from this. And I totally agree with you. So thanks for joining me, Alex. And... I just want to also say, if you're listening to this on SoundCloud, please be remembered that we will be moving away from SoundCloud soon and you won't be able to listen to us. <clears throat> so try us on Spotify or iTunes going forward. Cheers, Alex. Cheers. Right. then, now it's time for a chat with a view from the opposition. And I've been joined by Getty Lewenin from the Jackcast. Hi, how are you doing? Very good. Thank you. Not doing too badly. Your team has sat in the second place in the championship. How's it been going this season?
2: Very well. Um, I mean, we, we we did very well post-lockdown at the end of last season, and it seems like we've carried on that form into this season. And, um, I, I mean, the the, the key... I guess the key thing for for the end of last season was that Steve Cooper, the manager, found a system which which seemed to work and seemed to get the best out of most of our players, and that involved five at the back, um, really utilising our wing backs, um, and we have stuck with that um, formation despite a summer of, of of quite significant changes in many ways in, in personnel, uh, but we stuck with that that formation and built on what what on the success of the end of last season, and um, it's he's created a team that's got a winning mentality and that that's very difficult to beat.
1: Would you say they play in a traditional Swansea way, free flowing, or would you say it's a bit of a difference at formula you've got now?
2: Yeah. I don't think this, it, you, you still hear people say like, Oh, Swansea like to, you know, keep the ball on the floor and like to pass it around. You thinking it's, it's probably less true now than it has been at any point in the last 15 years, possibly. I mean, we are, Functional, I would say, rather than spectacular. A lot of our games involve us just keeping it very tight at the back and then taking our chances at the other end. And against QPR, I think our possession stats were in the 30s. And actually, that that's that that's not too far out of the ordinary, you know. We we've I I'm I would I haven't checked this out beforehand, but I would guess that we've had a minority of possession in most of our games this season. We're quite happy allowing the other team to have um, most of the ball. Our pass completion rates are not great, really. They've they're down probably towards the bo- bottom half of uh, of the championship. And we're not the kind of silky smooth passing side of um, the, of previous Swansea years, but it, it's a system that works. It's not to everybody's tastes. I, I should point out there are Swansea fans who will still say, yeah, we're winning, we're doing really well, but it's not that pretty, is it? It's not that entertaining. It's not typically Swansea. And I think, no, it, it, it probably isn't. We're still capable of doing that. We, we went through a lovely run before the last international break where we, we played a lot of fantastic football. But that, that's not been the, the rule, really. It's been the exception.
1: Yeah, because you did have that really golden era for Swansea City when you also had ex-manager of Reading, Brendan Rogers, who was probably kind of like the pinnacle, the person who really pushed Swansea to that position. He must be one of the most adored people of Swansea City's history.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, legendary status. Uh, I mean, I I take it he doesn't hold the same status at Reading. um, But but yeah, he came came in when we'd we'd been in the championship for two years and and narrowly missed out on the playoffs in both years. So, I mean, the the foundation was there when he took over. Roberto Martinez was the one who really kick-started that with um, introducing the style, but he kind of managed to add sort of the, the defensive solidity that we'd had with Paulo Sousa uh, the previous season to that lovely flowing football that Martinez had um, had introduced. And, and he obviously um, took us up um, to the Premier League, which was only the second time in our history that we had done that. And um, obviously he only lasted one season after that, but, but he, um, you know, is a, is a massive figure in, in our, uh, our history. And we, take a lot of pride actually in the success that he's enjoying now at Leicester
1: yeah unfortunately during that time that Brendan Rodgers was there we had one of the matches we were probably least enjoyed by as a Reading fan but obviously one of the most enjoyable moments as a Swansea fan I have to talk to you about that player final I mean we didn't turn up for the first half but you just mullered us in that period didn't you
2: yeah i wasn't going to bring it up but since you have um, <laughs> it's i mean it's it, listen I, I we've we've lost playoff finals in the past it's a horrible feeling it's the worst my po- probably my my most painful memory as a swansea fan is is losing the league one playoff final to Barnsley in 2006 i think it was um so yeah i you know i i i i fully sympathize with reading for that day and in fairness I'll, i you said the first half could not have gone any better for us um i mean ev- everything we we did went in really and, and we you know we're three nil up at half time. and i remember i was counting my chickens fully at time. i was i was in the i was planning the trips to anfield and old trafford etc and um you, despite the fact my dad was warning me oh there's still a second half to come and of course the start of our second half you really gave us a scare when it went to 3-2 i was biting my fingernails in a way that i've never done before and then of course that famous moment when it hit the post came back and looked destined to be three all but a, a you know a monumental block from gary monk just decided the game probably and um, you know it's it, it's one of the most iconic moments in our history probably that block even though four goals were scored that day by by us um, it's the block really that you could say is probably the most important part of it. And um, in fairness, you know, it, it was an amazing day for us and um, Reading fans were, were, you know, were great on that day. They, you know, they, they were congratulating us afterwards. I did get the feeling, I'll be honest, before that match, I was pretty confident and it did feel like kind of our moment. Uh, you just get these feelings sometimes, like everything would be building up to that. And it just felt like, we were going to do it that day and i i may be wrong but i didn't get the impression that reading fans quite felt the same way and perhaps the fact that reading then went on and and built on that season and went up the following year possibly confirms that i i don't know you could you could probably tell me better than than my kind of hunch says
1: no i think you're absolutely right i remember going to that game and thinking we might get a win here but it just felt the way that you were playing. And we weren't playing badly. You get to a playoff run. Obviously, you're a decent team straight away. But I just felt you had the edge. And I felt that you looked like a team that was destined to go to the Premier League and probably stay there for a bit because you just had that beautiful setup of football and the quality and the players coming through and everything. Good thing is next season, we managed to win the league. So there's an upside for and fans listening to that. So it's not all bad at all. <laughs> <laughs> But looking at the game coming up tomorrow at Swansea, it's going to be really, really tough for us. Where would you say are the worrying areas that slightly concern you about Swansea?
2: We don't score many goals. Um, I mean, we, we we score regularly, but but not in, in massive chunks. We haven't scored more than two goals in any game this season. Um, we... And not the most creative of sides. We're, we're highly reliant on our um, wing backs, uh, Conor Roberts and Jake Bidwell. If you can stop them from playing, then you'll go a long way towards stopping us from playing. I mean, in the first half against QPR on Boxing Day, we we were poor. We we really could not get into the game at all. And and one of the obvious factors was that we couldn't get our wing backs into the game. But then five minutes before the break, Connor Roberts started finding the ball on the right-hand side, and then suddenly he's putting a cross in, which causes a bit of trouble, and it results in a goal. Um, so if you can stop our wing backs from playing, you've you've gone a long way towards um, stopping us from scoring. Um, if if you give them freedom, then then they can really cause you problems. But um, that that if I was. If I was in the Reading camp, I would say those are the areas that, that you really should concentrate on. Um, but I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, we can, we can play various ways. We can get the ball down and play, or we're perfectly happy to knock it into the channels and get Ayu and, um, uh, and Jamal Lowe chasing the ball. Um, so, that you know, in the old days, you could kind of, if you could stop us getting our passing game going, then that was that. That was it. But these days, no, we're perfectly happy hitting it long and trying to catch catch our teams that way. But still, I think the the wing backs are the ones that Reading should probably look to stop if they want to to stop us having fun.
1: Yeah, well, look at on the flip side, the positives of Swansea: twelve goals they've conceded. That is just crazy. I mean, you've got to be happy with that
2: it's it's fantastic i think we do have the best defence in the league um at, at the start of the season we were saying probably on paper um it was it was the best in the league and now i think it's been proven in performances uh, and that's with us losing our best um, centre back in joe roden um to spurs in the in the um, summer transfer window um but we reinvested that money wisely we've brought well brought in ryan bennett on a free transfer from wolves who's added much needed experience We've got Mark A on loan from Chelsea, who is, in my opinion, the best defender in the league. I think he is just destined for great things. He's a great combination. He's got athleticism. He's good with the ball at his feet. Um, defensively, his decision making is outstanding. Um, and um, at, at the other, uh, you know, the third centre back then, you've either got Kyle Norton, who is a very experienced, traditionally a fullback, but now playing on the right side of, um, uh, of that center three centre back um combination or you've got Ben cabango who is just quite an old-fashioned centre back even though he's only 20 um very just wins everything in the air strong in the tackle just very difficult to get around um and and you know you combine that then with the wing backs who are happy to come back and defend we've got a decent goalkeeper in Freddie Woodman and we've got a midfield as well that pitches in and makes it difficult for, for teams to, to even get to the defense. It's yeah, it's it's all set up really to to stifle the opposition and make it difficult to, to score against. And and we've we've that's the one thing you can say about Swansea is that we very rarely give the opposition an easy game.
1: Yeah, I'm not, I'm slightly daunted by this.
2: I've got to be honest. <laughs> no, the, one, the one thing I'll say is the reading style is probably. Better suited to to breaking us down. A, a lot of teams come here and because we're not actually the tallest team um, in, in the division, but but they come here and try to knock balls into the box, etc. Cardiff did that recently in the South Wales derby, and we dealt with absolutely everything. We still haven't conceded a headed goal this season. Um, we've ve- we've got the best stat in the league when it comes to defending crosses and set pieces. So um, yeah, if a team that tries to play it through us is going to have more luck than a team that's just try, going to lump it into the box and hope for the best.
1: Yeah, I can't see us trying to do that, really. Even when yeah. we've got Lucas Jowl if he was fit, we, we don't play in that style under this no. manager. We're quite happy to go long. Sounds like you'll do that sometimes, but that's not really where we want to be. We're kind of like playing it nicely in triangles and creating those angles. but. Looking at the stats, it's a little bit of a concern if you're a Ren fan, because Swansea are unbeaten in 16 competitive matches against us. They've only got one home defeat all season. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, how do you think it's going to go then, Good. I'm not quite sure.
2: I think it's going to be tight. Um, I, 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 I really like a lot of the things that Reading have been doing this season, I actually thought you'd have a great season last year um, okay, based on wow. a couple of sightings you were the that you the one person in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought like, you know, oh, not, you were possibly an outside chance of of making it into the top six. And that obviously didn't materialise, but this season, it seems like it has. And you've got a lot of, you know, good young players there who, mm. um, you know, play good football. Um, and and seem to be on to a really good thing. And um, I I mean, if you come down to the Liberty and play the way you have most of the season, I think you'll give us a a really tricky game. First goal is going to be key. So I don't think we're going to see either team open up really um i mean when we've scored first this season we've we've taken 34 points from a possible 36 we if we take the lead we don't lose um it's it's that simple really we're very good at just shutting down games and 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 seeing out seeing out results um so i think for if you get the first goal then it'll massively suit you because it'll put the onus on us to attack and open up and that'll leave gaps um which we, you know, which aren't there usually. If we score, then I'd be very confident that we could we could see it out. Um, but I, I, it's very difficult to to say. And if I was to put money on it, I'd probably go for a draw. If I'm being honest, um, I, if if I was to call for either team, I'd probably say with our current form, it, I, I'd say we're slight favourites, but there's very little in it.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's going to be very tight. One final question here: If you could pick any player from the current team, or in the past from Reading, which player would you have liked to have seen at Swansea?
2: I think from the current team, I'm going to go for Elise. Um, he looks like the kind of player that we could <laughs> we could really use in our team. I said, you know, we're not we're not the most creative of teams, and he's just got that spark. He's he's great to watch. He, um, you know, he, he's capable of scoring goals. He's he's tricky. Um, i mean he's, he's a great prospect to have absolutely fantastic so I think if you were to put him in our team i think it would make um quite a considerable dif- difference from the past um i, I that season when um when, when you know you reached the playoff final um i I really liked your wingers Jimmy kibbe was fantastic and and makiniff on the other side you know they were, they were great players to watch um and that, that you know, the the team that you had when he went up to the Premier League too, just just you know, full of fantastic players and the strikers especially. We actually did get Leroy Lita much, much later on in his career when I don't. I, that was one of the strange decisions that uh, Brendan Rodgers yeah. made was bringing in Leroy Lita years after he'd um, been um, smashing them in for Reading. But uh, you know, the likes of Doyle and um, Shane Long, etc um those type of players those are the ones that we remember from um from who was ah oh, who was the korean player that you had uh Sol. yeah well oh, he was he was yes. quite he was quite likable as well he yes, was quite he was
1: uh, player. yeah no he's yeah. a strange player because he's very very talented and scored some really spectacular goals in the premier league but then just disappeared completely yeah just, i don't very know what strange. happened there just you think wow you've got all this ability and then you just drop off a cliff very strange. yeah yeah, very
2: strange. But yeah, I, I mean, yeah. So th- those are those are my answers. But I, I should say, I think the current Reading side is probably the most talented that you've had for for a number of years. And there are, you know, when you look at the likes of Zhao, I know, I think Mate is out at the moment, isn't yes, he? But I he's, think, yeah. you know, I, I mean, he's he's among the you know most capable strikers in the division. You've got Elise, as I said. I'm a big fan of John Swift. Um, I know he's been out, but really good player there as well you know you've got you've got those players that I think uh, several players who who would actually get it get into any team in this division by now and that's why I think Reading are probably going to sustain this the the current form and and would be a good shout for the playoffs at the end of the season.
1: Yeah, fortunately, we've really suffered with our defensive injuries recently. That's been yeah. our big worry coming into this. But thanks a lot for joining us, Gitto. I really appreciate it. And we'll be back with the podcast after the match tomorrow night. And we'll have more podcasts throughout the week. Cheers.